This is The Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies, talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve, and turn your bottom line from red to black. And today, we've got a special guest with us, Mr. Nick Gunner of Gunner Construction Incorporated, and uh, we're going to get acquainted. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give us a, a formal intro. <laughs> yeah, my name is Nick Gunner. Uh, I live in the Otway community here in Greene County. I'm a president of Gunner Construction. I'm an avid real estate investor, and I'm a music minister at my church. <laughs> and I have fun with every one of those things. But on a day-to-day basis... Uh, uh, I do construction. Right, right. So, uh, you, you build it from the ground to the top. From right? my ground up, anything in it. <laughs> everything <laughs> in it from the ground to the roof, yeah. <laughs> we do everything from a commercial building. We erect the buildings. We also do the electrical systems, the mechanical systems, the plumbing systems, and everything in between. Tell us kind of how you got started in that, Nick. Where did it come from? Well, uh, honestly, um, as a young kid my dad done heat and air conditioning and uh, I started gaining interest in doing that and after so long um, I decided I, I, I really liked how that was going and and uh, I talked I thought a little bit about being a mechanical engineer and doing mechanics and things like that because uh, I was uh, heating and ventilation and things like that hydronics and stuff really intrigued me so uh, through high school, I kind of got into metals manufacturing and uh, okay. eventually apprenticed. And <laughs> one thing led to another, and here we are today. Here you are. Yeah, <laughs> 20 years later. So, uh, Well, I know you've, you've been through many different parts of the construction business, so you know it inside and out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I've been going on right now about 20, actually 24 years from the first day I stepped on wow. the construction site. So. That's, a, that's a whole career for it's a lot of people. Don't do anything for 24 years. Yes. You know? It sure is. It sure is. Well, I'm going to ask you a silly question that don't have nothing to do with that. Are you an Android or an iPhone guy? <laughs> I love that question. Everybody asks that. Uh, I, you know, really, I think personally it's the opinion for most people. Uh, but I've actually got to compare both of those side by side. Hey. Yeah, I, I used to work for a company, and uh, they they provided me with a, a really nice Android device, and at the same time I had a slightly older iPhone. Hmm. And um, the one thing I found was, uh, you know, I, I, I was used to the iPhone, so I gave the edge to the iPhone. But the download speeds of the iPhone were better for, on my older device than they was on my newer Android. So mm. um, in the field, the, the two main reasons was download times for me to go with the iPhone was the download times and the camera. I use the okay. camera a lot. Yeah. You know, and a lot of things to do reports and to see stuff and send it to vendors and things of that nature. Yeah. So um, I, I lean a little bit more towards the iPhone. Yeah. And it's funny because most people started one or the other for a reason like that. And once you get into it, it's hard to change. It's hard it? to change yeah. Yeah, in midstream. Uh, but now when it goes to regular computers, I, you know, I'm more of a uh, Microsoft, uh, yeah. you know, Windows yeah. guy rather than Apple. I, I see. I see. Most of the friends I have that are Apple on the computer side do a lot of graphics and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, recording yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that. Now, when it comes to that, they are seamless. Uh, video yeah. editing, you, it's hard to beat a Mac. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Well, tell us something about your family. 
Well, I, I can say God's been good to me. I've got a wonderful family. Uh, I've been married to Andy Gunner for 18 years. She is literally my better half. Um, she has, she's extremely intelligent. Um, she currently has her EDS. She works for the Greenville City School System as a uh, educational coach. So, okay. which means she helps new teachers and right. brings them along and stuff, which is a really good thing. Uh, I've got an eight-year-old boy named Baze. He came with me today. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's. He's extremely smart for his age. I don't know where he gets it at, so it must be his mom. It ain't me. <laughs> and then I've got a two-year-old baby girl, Lila Grace, and she's she's a little feisty, but gosh, we love her. Oh, she's, wow. That's, yeah, she's, that's cool. Um, I, go ahead. I don't think I've got to meet her yet. No, uh, probably not. She, I haven't had her in here because she'll yeah. be a... Baze is the type of kid, you know, you could tell him to stop somewhere and he'd stop. Lila's a the type of kid you tell her to stop and she's somewhere else <laughs> as soon as you turn your head. So, it's it's amazing how they have their own personality, don't they? They really do. They yeah. really do. Yes, and, they do. and that'll be true when they're grown. You raise two in the same household, mm-hmm. they'll be individual people They are in many, many ways. I can see that right now in both of them. But yeah. I, I, like I said, God's been good to me. I love them. I love my family. Yeah. Well, family's a picture of God's relationship with us and so uh, it's good. I've always said it's it's either the best things in the world, or if it's not, it's bad. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But we won't get off on that tangent No, now. that's okay. We'll do another podcast. We'll do another on, podcast. On family. On family. <laughs> yeah, we, we may we'll, have to do that. Yeah, we'll do another And we'll, we'll have Lila here for that one. Yeah, we'll have it on that. Yeah, it's, that'll be good. Uh, well, tell me if you have a favorite book or something you've read recently that's just uh, really been, you know... I have several favorite books, but but the one that sticks out the most to me, I I'm, I I'm, I love the Bible. Yeah, uh, it's one of my favorites, and uh, I always learn something new daily. I, I love the Proverbs, uh, all the Gospels, and Paul's writings, and there's lots to learn. Uh, and I gauge I gauge all my decisions based on that. Mm. Uh, but recently, I read a book by Ken McElroy. It's the ABCs of real estate investing. Because, as you, as I said earlier, I, I really enjoy investing in real estate mm-hmm. aside from business. And uh, it was a really good read. And uh, I, I, I read that book and I really enjoyed it. And uh, that, that's the latest one I've read. But okay. I, I've got several books. I, I that's really interesting. Liked Do you have like a, a goal that you read so many books a year or? Well, I just try to, I read a lot of books that I think can help me business-wise or mm. help me through everyday life and things like that. So I, I, I now that we've got things like Audible and mm-hmm. things like we were discussing earlier, oh, it's yeah. great. I can go down the road and listen to a book or, yeah. you know, when you can't seem to find time because I find books help a ton in business, history, knowing yeah. history, finding relationships between now and then because history repeats itself Yes, it does. It really does. It does, yeah. And, you know, none of us know all we need to know. So when you can get good counsel, and that's a biblical principle too, getting good counsel, then it helps uh, to learn from other people's uh, business successes and mistakes. And that's kind of undergirding why I even started this podcast because I wanted people to be able to learn from others in business and help them be more successful either – already started or if they're new because there's a lot of new businesses starting today yeah that and that that brings me back on proverbs you know it we 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 typically talk about that because proverbs says in the council of many there's safety Mm -hmm. so i've always i've always relied on that heavily that 
a man's not an island. He, he needs a team. He needs a team of folks around him to help gauge what he does and how he does. And, and I always think that's a good way. I always, I always said this, you know, at the, at the end of, we go to the gospel. It's another biblical principle. We go to the end of the gospel and, you know, uh, Peter seen, seen how building a team was important. So that was his first sign of business after Jesus had died. And after he'd went up into heaven was to find a viable replacement for Judas. And uh, that was the very first action thing to make sure their team was together. So, you, you know, you can find all kinds of things that will help you in business, even from Bible, other books, yeah. and how they all relate, you know, when yeah. you start getting into it. Well, uh, I talk about it this way. Uh, when things are just uh, a fact and pure, that's God principles. It is. Because it doesn't matter whether you believe or not. Mm-hmm. It's true and it it's works. It's true. Yes. And, and uh, the principles that's good in business are good in life. That's it's thing. not like different set. No. It's, it's just good, good principles work in your life and in your business it as really well. Because really in business, no matter what you're doing, if you're just making widgets, you got to have a relationship with somebody you got to. to to make them and to sell them and service them or whatever you know. That's exactly so right. it comes back to relationships, and that's <laughs> that's really important. That's exactly. Well, right. I know that you only work maybe ten, twelve hours a week. So tell us what you do in your <laughs> hobbies uh, and your spare time. Man, I, I wish that were true. Uh, I, you know, there, there's two things I love. I really just love doing, and that's uh, that's I love playing music. I love. Hmm. Uh, doing things with music and, and more than anything, I love traveling and spending time with my family. Mm. So I guess uh, if I could pick one thing I would be doing right now, it'd probably be in the Caribbean writing a song on the beach with my family as they played in the water, which <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I think that would be a... Now that's <laughs> a good picture. That would be a good picture. Yes, right? I, I kind agree of with that. Bring it all together, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> so now... You make music, what? And you're, you're, you said you're a song leader, worship leader at church. I'm worship right? leader at church. Okay. Yes. So, what's your instrument or instruments? That so, play? I, I've played, uh, I play the guitar, the bass, the drums, mandolin. I play several different things. Wow. Yeah. See, um, remember I told you earlier I, I got onto the mechanical engineering field. Mm-hmm. Well, really, the reason I didn't go into that was because I started, uh, trying to move more toward uh, being a professional musician oh. as I was in high school. Okay. So uh, uh, I had a few career path op- open that opened up for me. Uh, I got to travel and pick bluegrass music for a year when oh, I was 17 year old on the How road. How fascinating. Yeah. yeah, so it really... Uh, but you know, uh, as old saying goes, music is chicken or feathers. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no, there's no, there's no middle class in music. You yeah. know, you're either flying away or you, you're on the bottom. So. That that is true, and and in most cases, a lot more feathers than chicken. Yeah, a lot of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do. Let's talk a little bit about your business. Like, uh, what's it like being you? Uh, we <laughs> talked some about how you got started in the business, mm-hmm. but. What what does a day look like for Nick Gunner? Uh, well, you know it it, it changes. Um, I figured out early on in life that working for someone else, I really felt more like an entrepreneur rather than actually being a, a guy that was on the payroll. Mm. Um, and uh, so because I knew that I, I enjoy challenges, I, I don't like something that's repetitive, mm. and um, I always enjoy a challenge. So a day, you know. Really, um, a day that uh, in my book would be, I get up, I get the kids ready, me and my wife does. Uh, 
I touch base with my project supervisor, which, like I said, I do construction. And then after that starts off, then we start solving problems because if you say your business has no problems, you're, you've not been business very long. <laughs> uh, so, and then, so I start, I typically start my day off after that with office work, HR, bids, payroll accounts, things like that. Yeah. And then after I get that done, I go to the on-site things, which sometimes include having to work. And then um, after that's all said and done, I start laying out the next day's duties, ordering parts, and coming trying to be home by five for the family. That's mm. typically what a day looks like in a nutshell for mm. me. Okay. I know that was a lot in a little. Well, bit. that is a lot, but it's filled with a lot of different details. And yeah. you know, a lot of those things as a business owner, uh, people that either don't think like you in an entrepreneur or that just work for the other guy, so to speak, mm -hmm. don't realize all that work that has to be done behind the scenes in order to make the other stuff that is seen happen. That's exactly right. I, I figured out a long time ago that knowing knowing what you're doing in business, just for example, I, I really start out in heating and air. And, and and the more I got into business as general, as, like, as being a business, I learned that that was really, my knowledge in heat and air was really only about 35 to 40% of what it was to be a heat and air business, mm. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. because there's a whole nother 65, 70% that has a whole nother aspect. To it. Yes. You know, so. that's why many people go into business and fail is because they may be really good at heat and air, at piping, at plumbing, mm -hmm. uh, or even electrical. Yes. That doesn't necessarily transfer into running a business, no, does it? It does not. Now and you need to know those skills and, got, and the technical part of that. You've got to know them, and I, and I always say this: um, you, you've got to know enough, and uh, you, you've got to know enough about the trade to be efficient and make money at it. Mm -hmm. But that's just the beginning. Then mm -hmm. you've got to know how to run the business as a whole and make a profit. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a corporation. We, we, we're a corporation. We're a for-profit corporation. We're not a non-profit. We're a for-profit. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you have to make a profit. Yes. If you don't make a profit, you will not be, I don't care how good you are, you're, you won't be in business long. Yeah, that's true. I have a friend that owns an agency over in Franklin. <laughs> he always introduces himself as owning a, a small non-profit over in Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> and, of course, with a big smile. But uh, it, the profit has to come, and there's, it's not a bad word or anything, as some people think. And, of course, people that aren't in business and watch that, they see maybe you, quote, taking in money, and they think you keep all that. Oh, yeah. And they don't realize all the expenses that happen and all those expenses have to be met. And then what's left is what you take home as the owner. That's exactly it. Whatever's left. And, and sometimes, and trust me, most of the time, if, you, if something goes over budget or something, it's not, it's not the other bills have to be made. Mm -hmm. But the owner's profit is the very first thing it gets hit. That's right. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if, you're look, if you're running a 15% profit margin on a, any project and you go over 15%, Something else, you're, you, you've lost. I yeah. mean, that, that's it's and all the effort and work is it's gone. It's gone. Would have been just like you never did anything, mm -hmm. but you you spent yeah. all that time. Yeah. And I, and you know, I've always I've always battled that in my mind. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you because I think this will help folks getting into business. Um, it's really hard 
as as a person, and because as me as a Christian and things, I've often thought that um, that you know I try to help folks and I mm-hmm. try to do stuff, but at the end of the day, I have to profit on my business. Now I can I can I can make good profit and I can give it to my local ministry and mm-hmm. they can divvy it out in the community, which that's really the biblical principle there. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? So I learned very hard and very early in business. Uh, you can't run your business as a nonprofit for, <laughs> yeah, if right. you're doing for profits because, because uh, trust me, if people think they can get something cheap and they, they, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. take advantage of that. Well, I, they will because they, they may not understand the principle at all. And, you know, once you have people depending on you, I'm talking about staff, mm-hmm. uh, workers, tradesmen, whatever they are that are depending on you, then you start to have a responsibility for them and their family. And so how you run your business impacts more than just your own mm-hmm. pleasure money. That's exactly right. It's a big deal. It, yeah. very, it, it really is. And uh, that's, that's the thing when running your own business. Like I said, I went over those briefly. But it's there's a lot to that. There's a lot to uh, uh, I, I always said get you a good accountant. You know that really helps and try mm-hmm. to try to learn things. What you know, watch watch every dime. You know it really mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, it does. No, know where things are, what costs are, and uh, accounting for all of that in detail enables you to make decisions that affect the outcome. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's happened, you don't know what decision to you make. Don't know where to be at. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, tell us what a, uh, and this, this is not in your notes, so I'm throwing you a no, little bit fine. of a curve here, but tell us what a prospective client for you, in other words, who would need you to build or work for them? Uh, if you were looking out now, I know you, you build, uh, houses and then, uh, sell those houses for profit. So you don't always have an owner that's mm-hmm. there waiting. Correct. So, so give us a little bit about your business model. In other words, who who is your client <laughs> when you're when you're building a house? Well, and you know this this goes back to me and and my my thing with numbers. Uh, so I've um, I've really I've really just built houses for myself. Okay. And and from now on, but typically right now, if I do build one for someone else, uh, we, we go to more of a model like a cost plus. Um, I, we have really, I haven't really been advertising. Uh, I've been a word of mouth guy my whole okay. life. I've had a, uh, a lot of folks uh, get in touch with me and have me to try to bid them a house or build a house. But, uh, it really, I guess if I had to pick uh, a target group uh, that I, I would really look at, I, I'm, we still really push, try to push a little bit on the mechanical side and electrical side for little commercial things and okay. stuff. Um, but then, then as, I, as I said earlier, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more the real estate guy. Yeah. And so I build the houses through my company for, for me personally. So, so you're taking more of a developer approach, really. Correct. So yeah. I, I, I've, I've, I've kind of turned in this economy and been more the developer trying to sell while, while the market's doing well mm-hmm. and kind of falling back on some of my other things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, tell us what a big challenge is for you in your work. Uh, is it is it people? Is it technology? Is it competition? What's what's the big challenge out there? Twenty two is coming up soon, and I know you've already Whew. been 
planning and thinking about it. So what is that for you? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a little bit of all three of those. Uh, first thing is, is people, employment. Um, we, we've, we've hit something this year that I've, I've, I don't think I'd ever hit. And that is the fact that you just, it's really hard just to find somebody, uh, to work. And, uh, it, uh, uh, and I don't know why it is, why people's not working like they should, but uh, it seems to be a systematic thing. Uh, so that's, and customers too. I, I've I've all I've also noticed that folks in general are are getting a little bit more savvy on. Uh, you're seeing a lot more like people stealing people's identity and things of that mm. nature, and people's more apt to take you to court now and anything mm. else. So, you know, it's. <clears throat> just trying your best to fit into that and keep people happy mm. is 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 a challenge. Uh, the the technology keeps evolving, especially in heat and air. Uh, mm. I mean, we went from old analog controls to now we've got uh, we've got um, uh, communicating boards with each other like PCMs and things. So it's all computer. So you you constantly have to have an evolving education on that. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And, and competition. I, there, there's two modes of competition probably is the biggest thing for us. There's there's folks who we call do things under the table. Okay. And so uh, I like to talk about that too because um, uh, that, that really hurts somebody like me that's a state licensed contractor mm-hmm. because I have to report everything. Yes. So, of course, they can do something cheaper than me. So, I mean, I, I, I ain't going to lie about it, but I've, you know, I'm doing it legitimately. And then you also got the large corporations who can afford to spend millions to make a thousand, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's not me, you know. So those things are, um, those things are a little, are, are all a uh, challenge. That's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> no. Well, no, but things. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Fine. You got me all choked up. I know that's that's a rough. It's rough, especially at the time. Uh, it is a lot of challenges, and uh, but <clears throat> whatever business you're in, understanding the challenges helps you plan. Well, and I was prepared. I, I was thought you 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 was mentioning the 2022. I've been looking at a lot of things. You know, I, I I'm a numbers guy, so uh, I like to look in depth at the numbers, and I, I like to look at inflation. I like to look at how things are going. The markets around the country and you know how try to cause uh you know it we're, we're just looking at a very unique time in our history I, I i was talking about this the other day uh price of materials and mm-hmm. availability of materials yeah. um i was giving quotes upon uh, the basis of five percent increases for 20 years in business i've most it's averaged out annual five percent increase in materials and in 2020 uh, I bid a job in 2019, uh, December 2019. I started on it in May of 2020. By the time I got to a certain point, I'd already had the firm bid on it. Material had wrote, some material had went up a thousand percent. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like yeah. my framing package, everything. And we and here's just a real good basis. You know, typically we 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 take a framing package. And I was actually doing this for a homeowner. Uh, uh, a framing package runs around 10 to 15 percent of our total cost of a job and you know when you increase that 300 fold you know 300 percent three times you've got uh 
you've got problems. Yeah, and you still got the same building when you get done. That's right. Yeah. And, and so uh, we we hit that. We're we're, we're we recovered from that, but it, it was hard. We took a pretty good hit last year yeah. because of COVID and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's 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 it takes some constant studying. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It really does. So, if you was going to say what you do, how does that help people, help others? How would you describe that? Well, um, if I try to provide, I've always I always wanted to be an employer of to mm. help folks find work and and find jobs. So I help a lot of, I, I feel good that I, I can go into someone's house or I can go do a service call or fix somebody's electrical panel or fix an issue. I, I always feel good about that, knowing that we're doing it right mm-hmm. and helping that person out and being fair. You know, yeah. we're fair priced about that stuff. I also love the fact, like I said, of uh, employing people. Uh, I've always had a heart to try to help folks and, yeah. you know, cause I, I've always thought if a man don't work, he don't eat. So, uh, you know, I, if I can give somebody a chance an opportunity to work, you know, and it helps me too, you know, it's kind of a win-win and just to be a positive light, you know, in the community. Yeah. I try to I always, uh, I try to give, we, we try to use, uh, you know, we try to tithe off our earnings and mm. things like that, which, you know, helps in all different kinds of things. So that that's how I help others and okay. people. Okay. Well, <clears throat> do you have any particular insight on how you see your building unfolding in the future? I know we talked a little bit about looking toward 22. Mm-hmm. Is there any any shifts coming or you feel like your, your business model is going to be on track for the new year? Well, I, 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 we, we've changed a few things um, going into 20. Uh, I'm I'm looking more into uh, we're looking more into pushing maybe a little bit more on a commercial, mm-hmm. uh, getting established a little bit more on maybe commercial, uh, mechanical, and electrical projects. Uh, we set a goal to get about four or five, pretty good sizable projects this year in mm-hmm. that arena. Um, it's uh, and and going from years past in 2008 coming to now, I just I feel like that may be the safe uh, bet right now because. There's a lot of need for that right now. Mm-hmm. Folks are having a hard time finding people yes. to do those roles and things. So absolutely. So we're trying to. I, I, I'm. I'm really wanting to push the commercial aspect a little bit more than uh, residential this year, mm-hmm. just to try to. Okay. Uh, I, I think it'll be better off for us, especially looking at when I seen what the feds was was doing uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. Uh, you know, increasing, going to stop with the low end. Uh, uh, the the low rate of uh, financing for folks on their homes. Yeah. Um, of course, that's going to drive down home sales. That's going to change. It's yeah, going to change it, all that. No so question. We've it's got coming. to diversify, or we'll be left sitting. The and, and that's just what I was thinking. You're really describing a diversification process. Some, um, and uh, you know, it it kind of goes back to the old principle: don't put all your eggs in one basket. No. So, and that, that's still an important principle even today. And that's really what you're describing. It yeah. really is because, uh, I've learned in the past that uh, you can, you can go broke, uh, economies change mm-hmm. things change and you have to be kind of on the, and I'm, you know, folks debts rising in the nation and we've got extremely cheap money right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you, you've got to look in the future. That, that's not going to happen. That's got, it, we're, we can't maintain that. Right. Right. So we we've got to, I've 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 been learning to you know sometimes you you've got to diversify a little bit you can you, you can strike while the iron's hot as old saying goes but mm-hmm. also you got to prepare the forge you know so you got to be sure that uh, 
uh, uh, I just I, I've just seen trends when the economy goes down, trends when it just comes back up when it goes back down. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a few more trends like I did in 2007 and eight mm-hmm. that are similar. Now, you know. yeah, well, being sensitive to it and recognizing those changes is part of the planning, even if you don't have a detailed plan. As you see that emerging, then you're able to move, and it's one of the things that uh, small business is much better at doing at changing and adjusting direction versus a large company. So, it's a strength we have in the small business world for us to be able to do that. Yeah, and 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 we've had a we've had a pretty good 2 years as far as I incorporated about 2 years ago. And uh, and, and looking over the books, it's amazing some of the things that you thought was making you the most money mm. is maybe not is not doing as well as you'd once thought. Mm-hmm. So, and the things that you thought was not doing as well or is doing a little bit better than the ones you thought was doing well. Yeah. yeah. So it's odd. It's an odd thing yeah. sometimes. So. And that's, that's a good argument for paying attention to the details mm-hmm. and keeping good records. That's exactly And you know right. where to change and how to change yeah. uh, to, to continue improving. Well, Give us your best business bottom line tip. That's that's our purpose. <laughs> wow, now. that's a so good tip. You got to give us a really good one, Nick, okay. so that somebody listening can actually do this, and it's going to help. Well, here's if I had one tip. Here, okay. here's what I could say: Know your business, and I'm just not talking about how to do what you're doing for a living. I'm talking about know your business, know your accounts, your bookkeeping. Find the right entity for your business. You know, learn your taxes. Learn all the other stuff. Become an expert at it. Learn your risk, like with you helping with insurance. Uh, Learn all that stuff that's associated with your business because, honestly, that's a huge majority of it that people miss. You know, they may be good at that one thing, but they miss the other 60-some percent. So I say just know your business. You know, do the research. Find books. There are so many books on running businesses now. I mean, don't... You know, I, I'm a simple-minded person, but just watch the numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. Know your business. Know your numbers. Know what, where your money's going, you know. And I'm telling you, it, it'll, it'll surprise you sometimes because what you think in your mind, just like we were talking, it, it'll probably change, you know. And I've seen it. I've come out of the red into the black, you know. I've yeah. I've seen where I've I've threw away massive amounts of money that I thought I was making. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've learned that the hard way. So just remember that. Know your business. And don't try, you know, know it yourself inside and out. Mm-hmm. It'll really help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. And we'll see you right here next week uh, for the Business Bottom Line podcast coming to you from the Jewel City of the Mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is the Thash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, and grow.